Welcome back everyone to another Neverland case file. We are starting the month of love with the case of Henry Lee Lucas. A serial killer who was first convicted of killing his own mom. The perfect way to start the season of love. Let's not waste any more time and open this case file. Remember that if you do like the Neverland case files, be sure to give us a review on whatever platform you are listening on. And you can follow me on social media on Instagram at Neverland underscore serial killer. Let's get started. open this case file up completely a quick disclaimer this podcast will contain talks of violence rape necrophilia and bestiality along with murder and kidnapping listener discretion is advised Henry Lee Lucas was a murderer born in 1936 in Virginia. Born to alcoholic parents, including a mother who prostituted herself, Lucas' sexual deviance formed in his teen years. In 1960s, he was sentenced to the murder of his mother, paroled in 1970. Lucas went back to jail for the attempted kidnapping of a 15-year-old girl. Released again in 1975, he killed two more women and was arrested in 1983. He confessed to murdering hundreds of people, though. No proof existed beyond the three known victims. Lucas sat on death row, later changed to life in prison by Texas Governor George W. Bush. He died in a Texas prison from natural causes on March 12, 2001. But you know, my listeners, we don't like to just stop there. So let's go a deep dive into his whole life and let's see what happened to his mother and his other victims. Henry Lee Lucas was born on August 23, 1936, in Blackburg, Virginia. One of nine siblings, Lucas was raised by abusive alcoholic parents. His mother ruled the household with an iron fist and prostituted herself in the backwoods community to make money. As a teenager, Lucas' sexual deviance became increasingly pronounced, and he reported having sex with his first half-brother and with dead animals. That's just really gross and disturbing. Firstly, because 
he was having sex with his half-brother, and secondly, because of the dead animals. I think the dead animals is so much worse than your half-sibling. Lucas spent the other half of his teen years in and out of jail. On March 1960, he was sentenced to 20 to 40 years in prison for murdering his mother. He was sent to Jackson State Penitentiary in southern Michigan. But after two attempted suicides, he was admitted to Iowa State Mental Hospital. He was paroled in 1970 after 10 years. Before I go on further, I want to go in a bit deeper into a relationship with his mother and leading up to her murder. Once when he was five, his mother struck him in the head with a wooden board. He claimed that she knocked him out for a period of three days. And thereafter, he suffered from headaches, dizzy spells, and blackouts. Another story Lucas told is that one of his mother's lovers got him interested in bestiality with the slain carcass of dogs and sheep. Lucas certainly enjoyed the reactions his stories received, and interviewers duly wrote them down. There's no actual proof if any of his stories were true, but they were quite shocking even to listen to. On June 12, 1952, he burglarized an appliance store and was sent to a reformery for two years. Upon release, he committed a felony and got four years at the Virginia State Penitentiary. He escaped, stole a car, and made his way to Michigan, where he was arrested and returned to prison. When he was finally done with his sentence, he went to live with his half-sister in Michigan. Then his mother came for a visit. She was 74 at the time. On January 11, 1960, after drinking too much, Lucas and his mother got into an argument, supposedly over a woman Lucas wanted to marry. Lucas grabbed a knife and plunged it into her neck. His sister found her soon after and Lucas went to prison for the murder. Not quite as crazy as social media puts it, but still a horrible way to end. A year after his serving 10 out of 20 years, he was given. Lucas was sentenced to five years for attempting to kidnap a 15-year-old girl at gunpoint. I've seen lots of different theories on what may have happened, but we do know she wasn't killed and she was released after, so he was arrested again for this. Lucas was sentenced for five years for the attempted kidnapping. After his second release in 1975, he traveled to Michigan, where he teamed up with a petty thief named Otis Toole. Together, they shared an unhealthy interest in rape and death. In October 1979, Lucas and Toole traveled the country, accompanied by Toole's young niece, Becky Powell, who was intellectually disabled. According to Lucas, he and young Powell became romantically involved. 
feeling one another's lifelong need for love and respect. Despite this romance, he did eventually kill Pal, along with an elderly woman, Catherine Rich, that the group was staying with for a short time. In June 1983, Lucas was arrested for possession of a deadly weapon. In his cell, he began confessing to hundreds of murders. Egged on by investigators from around the country, Lucas' confessions became increasingly far-fetched. It is unclear how many murders he actually did commit, but some believe it was just three. He was sentenced to death, but the sentence was later later dropped down to life imprisonment by Texas Governor George W. Bush. While on death row, Lucas became a born-again Christian and spent the last 18 years of his life as a model prisoner. He died in a Huntsville, Texas prison from natural causes on March 12, 2001 at the age of 64. What a crazy, interesting case. I mean, so interesting to start the month of romance. What did you think of this case? Leave a review on whatever platform you listen on. And don't forget, you can now sponsor this podcast. To learn how, send me a message on Instagram at neverland underscore Sierra Killer. I would love to hear from you guys, and you can follow me there for all of the Serial Killer updates of the week. And remember, have a killer week.